A CBD Mythbusters podcast is for information and educational purposes only. Please consult with a medical professional before using any products discussed during this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Is CBD legal? What is a full spectrum CBD product? Can I give CBD to my anxious cat? Where does CBD come from? CBD product. Hey, folks, we're back for another one. Hello. Hello. We're going to do this the right way. I'm Nick. I'm Garrick. We are the CBD Mythbusters. The CBD Mythbusters. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, uh, Garrick, I, I'm getting a little personal on this episode. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to lay this out real quick. Uh, this intro is going to be kind of mysterious because I want right. to lead directly into it. All right. Well, it's mysterious so far because I don't know what you're going to say. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, we we both have pets. Yes. But we haven't talked about, uh, we've talked about the chief uh, tasting officer. Buddy. Right. Um, Our dog. Your dog, right. Our dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I'm i on the feline side. Yep. We uh, have a cat as well. Okay. Show off. Uh, oh, I got a cat yeah. and a dog. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I, I have two cats. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, two cats. Uh, one of them is young and rambunctious. He's like four. Yeah. But moves around like a kitten still. But he's a big sure. guy. Okay. The other one I've had for a really long time. I've had uh, he just turned fifteen. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's nice. A, he was a runt of the litter. Mm-hmm. Um. He uh, like I said, fifteen years old. Still can play. Still can bat yeah. around. Nice. You know, he's still the alpha as far as the cats go. Okay. Right. I'm okay. just I'm just asserting my dominance. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, clearly, you're the in the house. The the alpha. That's overall, right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I bet. He man, like, hear me roar. All right. Anyways, <laughs> um, but what I've been noticing is, uh, a lot of times when they're playing, like play fighting, mm-hmm. or like do, running around the house, what we call the zoomies. Okay. He'll like being a I, cat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, a few times now, it's been. Three times that I've caught it where, like, in mid-Zoom, he just stops, and it feels like it's hurting him. Oh, but okay. he'll, like, slowly just – and it's not, like, often. Yeah. And once he, like, lays down rest, he's back up to being sure crazy cat. And I've only caught it, like, three times, I'd say, within the last month or so. Okay, okay. Which uh, – and I'm really glad that we are – well, I'm involved with the CBD Mythbusters, and this is the reason why I get to come to you and say – Garrick, the question I have for mm-hmm. you is, when is it appropriate to start thinking, or what are the signs of a you know an animal that we be like, hey, maybe CBD regiment might be ready for you? Ah, when is it appropriate? When to, is appropriate? Yeah, when when should you give your dog or cat or horse or horse or monkey or monkey or reptile or reptile? Yeah, uh, CBD. Well. That's what we're going to talk about. Hey, look at that intro. In this episode. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll dive into that. All right, cool. So I'll get you a little backstory. Um, Does breed matter when when we're talking about cats and CBD? Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't really know about cats specifically, but I know horses and some dogs it can, yeah. Okay. So, uh, or theoretically, it theoretically. Can. Okay. So, uh, he is a, a long haired, um, half tabby, half Siamese. Okay. Um, Siamese is always a little. Yeah, I know. I, he's more tab than sure. more tab than Siamese, but he's definitely a, a princess when it okay. comes to it. 
Um, and my other guy, uh, he is a uh, was it a ragamuffin or a ragdoll? Ragdoll, okay. ragdoll breed. Uh, big white cat with orange. His name is Otis. He's adorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then my Siamese is Charlie. Um, but yeah, we should get him on. Sure, <laughs> sure. I have no problem if anyone wants to see pictures. We can definitely do that. But yeah, yeah. These guys. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, Otis, I I rescued out of a dumpster at Lake Kentucky. Wow. That's a story all in itself. Yeah. Um, we so might have to dive into that. We, dun, dun, all right, all right. <laughs> huh? And then uh, Charlie, um, back in the day, I got him for a significant other, and we had a, a pet store in the next town over, and mm-hmm. I was that guy uh, on his little kitten crate thing mm-hmm. and said, long-haired Siamese, rare, $375. Ah. <laughs> I bit into it hoard. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so, and I think we've mentioned before, uh, I'm related to, uh, our local animal hospitals, uh, like vet tech or yeah. Surgeon yeah. I don't know assistant. that we have mentioned that. Actually, I don't know. But, yeah. But, but I, maybe you know, we did now, Yeah, we did now. Um, <laughs> so hopefully we'll get her on. Uh, we've been trying forever to think, just get her to talk, but I don't know. She's, uh, she's got bigger and better things to do. Like well, she's lives. a true professional. We're just a couple of guys <laughs> I I mean, fumbling our way through a podcast. Says, uh, yeah, well, half of this podcast is her older brother, and uh, everyone has. Who is a true professional. Exactly. So, right. um, yeah. you know, half of We're still team. talking about her, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I just think. making sure. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, getting back to Charlie. Yes. Um, yeah, and that's the one thing that uh, we've been kind of contemplating in our house is, like, you know, I've seen it now three times where he just, like, slows down mm-hmm. um when do you like just uh, from your opinion or what you've seen and some of your the clients that you've talked to when do you think it is the right time is age dictating what dictates well looking into a regiment what from our standpoint from a from a brand standpoint right yeah um everything is a good idea right because i need sure. to sell product but in, in all seriousness, from, from honestly, from our standpoint, what we always tell people, um, and that's a personal choice, yeah. right? That's a personal decision on you as the, as the pet parent, right? You know, your, you know your animal better than anybody, and um, animals, you know, they, they have their own way of communication, mm. but they can't tell you, hey, my hips are hurting, right? But you see it, you notice it. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, always best to talk to a veterinarian right before introducing any kind of a supplement or any kind of a a change uh, it's always best to talk with a veterinarian Um, however cbd has been shown to be relatively safe Uh, i say relatively safe because the uh, anecdotally it's very safe right you have thousands of years in fact of of uh, hemp-based medications and uses Absolutely. in different degrees that have shown that it's that's really really safe. And if you need references, the history of hemp. Yeah, great episode. <laughs> so, a few of them. yeah, there's that, that was a two-parter, and uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that one. That one's a good one. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, now I forgot where <laughs> I oh, forgot sorry. where I was at with that. We I've, now I'm thinking about the history of hemp. Oh, anecdotally, that's yeah. what I've seen. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. anecdotally, there there's a lot of uh, you know, I wouldn't say research, but a- anecdotal evidence, I guess, um, that suggests that it's very safe. But there's not a lot of research, especially for felines. 
right? There's uh, for for cats. There's really very very little research yeah. out there. There's more and more research that's coming out about dogs, and and even horses, um, but really nothing about in the, the grand feline. scheme of yeah. things for for cats, which kind of makes sense. Uh, you know, cats. It's it, it's harder for a veterinarian to pull blood from a cat sure. to to do really anything unless the cat agrees to it and exactly yeah and one and, and allows you to do it. So um, so anyways, I would say if you're noticing things go on with your cat, talk to your veterinarian first. If your veterinarian says, "Hey, might not be a bad idea to try," uh, then maybe a CBD product would be something to try. And for cats, we always recommend an oil uh, because it's hard for a cat to, to find a treat, at least our cat. There's one treat that he'll eat and it yeah. doesn't, you know what I mean? I run into it, yep. Yeah, so they're, they're, they tend to be rather finicky. With an oil, it's now, you're not gonna administer it in the same way as you would a dog. Okay. Uh, it's hard to get it in their mouth. Cats don't really generally like you shoving things into their mouth. Nope. Um, weird. But uh, so what you can do is put it on your finger and you rub it on the inside of their ear. Okay. Not, not in the ear canal, but just where the, uh, the, vein, like the vessels you can are see closed. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a transdermal okay. application. Okay. Now, um, I've talked to my vet. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing this now. Um, and you're exactly right when you say uh, cats are so temperamental when it comes <laughs> yeah. to food. Uh, treats all the above um, that's why we like cats though right, right I mean exactly. cats are cats so it's you well I say we like cats some of the listeners probably don't that, that's that's one of the weird things about the animal kingdom on a little side note here is that uh, whenever you do we've we've done polls in the past of are you a cat person or a dog person and and there's it's interesting is it right the cats are either you you love them or don't kind of, there's there's really no middle I don't know too many middle of the road cat people that are like meh yeah I they're either like them leave them. yeah they're either like i love cats or <laughs> i hate cat like it's just really weird you know it's interesting you know it'd be fun yeah. to see if we can uh throw a pull up on this uh on this one to see who who of our listeners are cat people and dog people yeah yeah that'd be fun yeah we should do that we should do that we should probably do a lot of different things <laughs> <laughs> with this podcast <laughs> so <clears throat> all right so we're saying topical uh, in the ear, not the ear canal, but uh, where that vessel is. And those are the yeah. red little veiny yep. things yeah, that you can yep. see in your cat's ear. Yeah. Now, I mean, look, there's some, we, we do have people that were using uh, an oil for cats that uh, that the cats enjoyed, right? And we we had a, a cat-specific oil. Okay. Uh, that was salmon oil, wild-caught salmon oil, and CBD. And uh, we did have some people that their cats really enjoyed it. Our cat not no. at all um, neither one of our pets are very good brand representatives so okay i got a question for you then um let's say you know talk to uh my vet who's an amazing vet by the way mm -hmm. if you're listening um he's uh she says go ahead yep. you know, go ahead and try everything like that i call you we get you we get set up everything like that all of a sudden uh my cat the topical won't he won't go anywhere near smells it I do it once, but done done it over with. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I, I I've seen are diffusers. Yeah, and you know I've never really looked into the diffusers too much. Um, so 
I, I can't really speak too speak much on that. On that. Okay. But what we do with our cat is we'll put it on a little piece of tuna. Um, they, he just can't resist the tuna. Tuna. Okay, so, that makes sense. Uh, a couple of drops. Cats. Okay. Cats generally. I mean, it depends on the on the particular product that you're using, the concentration of the product that you're using. Um, but typically with cats, cats have a little higher metabolism than a dog does. Okay. Certainly much higher than uh, than a horse. So for us, we tend to, you know, our anecdotal research and our brand uh, through talking with customers and talking with different veterinarians is uh, around three milligrams per 10 pounds or 0.3 milligrams per pound. Okay. Right. So about, about a drop generally, at least on the product that we had, it was one drop per pound. Okay. Right. And we always tell people to go low and slow. You always want to do that anyway. But most cats are going to weigh, you know, a few pounds. Yeah. Right. So you're only talking about a couple of drops. Yeah. So Charlie's about six pounds. Um, Otis is 17. Oh, nice. He's Healthy boy. boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay. So that makes sense. So that we've got the breakdown of that oil. Um, and if, you know, uh, I, Otis is very much ear sensitive. To the mm-hmm. t- like he won't let you go anywhere near his ears um charlie i i honestly have, i i don't know yeah um but i do like the fact that uh it, you know he he's very much a seafood cat so mm-hmm. the second you put tuna in front of him tuna anything yeah seafood anything it's gone so i like that idea now um here's what i want to talk to you about because obviously as a uh pet parent uh-huh. um We've talked about CBD enough where uh, I know that THC is bad for dogs. And I'm assuming it's bad for cats as well. Well, that's the weird thing is, um, again, the research is really, really lacking, right? Okay. But okay. going off of, uh, there's some leading industry experts in the veterinary field with cannabis and pets. Uh, Dr. Silver is one. He's in Colorado. And he's kind of the the go-to guy, even for veterinarians. He's been uh, working with uh, animals and uh, cannabis in different forms for years and years. Okay. So uh, what he suggests is that cats are, are not as sensitive to THC as dogs are. Interesting. Right. Dogs are, uh, dogs are very, we've mentioned it before a little bit, but uh, it's worth repeating. Dogs are very sensitive to THC. And, um, in our opinion as a brand there should never be thc in the product for a dog unless the veterinarian is the one that's doing it right there are some incidents incidents where uh it would be probably better to have thc in the product Uh, but generally it's a higher dose Um, it's for like if you're if you're wanting to try a, a holistic approach to a cancer or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to really severe pain or something like that, but that should be done through a veterinarian that, For sure. that's that's you know more versed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, THC needs to be avoided for dogs. Um, it, it can just be really bad for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's what I was worried about because, like, we've talked about uh, full-spectrum sp- products versus mm-hmm. broad-spectrum spe- and things like that. Um, uh, that's the one thing that I'm worried about is, like, especially with um, – we've talked about the QR codes and 
COAs and things yep. like that. So I, you know, I don't want to put anything in uh, anyone's body, obviously, that can't speak to for themselves. Yep. That, like you said. Yeah. You know, they can't tell us that our hips are hurting. Nope. Which also means we don't know what the effect is, only what we're seeing. You yeah, know? and you know what's what's really interesting uh, and important about the pet side of CBD. So we, when we started this in 2018, we kind of naively went into the pet side of it, right? Just to, in full disclosure, mm -hmm. we thought it would be an easier entry into the market. That was my first motivation to do this, right? And then. Uh, because we do everything because my wife is working on her PhD and everything that we do has to have some kind of basis and, and research. And, and when I say that, not research that we're doing on our brand, but, but looking into research, uh, actual papers. Yeah. So in going through all of that stuff, um, it's, it's really, uh, interesting because animals are different than humans, right? A dog is not a human. A cat is not a dog. Right. I, I know that's ridiculous to say. Right. No, I like, mean, I yeah, get, clearly they're not. It's but. funny because like uh, people that are not in the scientific world doesn't like in if you don't remember middle school biology when we're all sick, like we're all under the animal. Yeah, sick, we're, you know, sure. We're right, mammals. Right. Yep. So uh, people kind of differentiate and into like either forget that or. Mm -hmm. Just blow past it like, well, I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. That, yeah, that, you know what? That's funny. On a little <laughs> side note, you, that, that's kind of funny because when we're out at shows, uh, we do have a few products for people, and people are weirded out by it. You're like, you know, you're selling products for people. You sell for animals. I'm like, dude, you're an animal. You know, like, <laughs> we're all mammals. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but at any rate, uh, the reason why I brought up that anyways to begin with was uh, – in the CBD space, it, it's moving very rapidly, yeah. right? Tons of new brands coming on. Everybody wants to get involved. We, we've said it before. It's the gold rush. Uh, it's supposed to be, you know, it's, it's projected to be $25 billion industry here in the, in, in the, in the well, I think that's the world. Um, but a huge market, yeah. right? Everybody's, all these different brands are trying to branch out and do the different things. Um, the, where I'm going with this is that the pet sector became a booming industry. It became a way for a, a brand to offer another product, mm -hmm. okay? And what was happening and what still happens uh, is a lot of human brands out there, a lot of brands that are focused on the human being, they, they simply take a product that they have for people and they put a different label on it and they sell it for animals. And they, they go off of the same uh, thought process as, as you would for a human. Full spectrum is the best, you know, it has to be this extraction, whatever. So it's the same product, just has a different label on it. And that can be dangerous. Absolutely. To, uh, to animals, because there's certain ingredients, not every brand out there, not every human brand out there, but some of them use sweeteners. <clears throat> there's some sweeteners that are downright uh, dangerous and, and deadly to a dog. You know, xylitol being one. That's why certain peanut butters you have to avoid because if it has xylitol in it, it's, it's you know, really dangerous for your dog. Wow. So it, finding a brand when you, to kind of circle back around to uh, your, your question about your cat, um, finding a brand that takes the time to look into 
the particular animal that they're selling that product for. Right. And it's not just some generic product that has a label on it for a cat because they want to make more money, right? I think it's vitally important that you vet that brand. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some of the ways you can do that, right? You want to try to figure out, and we've talked about this before, uh, hemp is a bioaccumulator, right? It, it cleans the, the ground mm -hmm. of all toxins and heavy metals and all that stuff. So for a pet, for an animal who can be even more sensitive to lead levels and cadmium levels and certain pesticides, they can be high, more sensitive than a human can be. So it's even more important that you're looking for a COA and that you know that, you know, you will this brand tell you where this hemp came from? Right, right, right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, before we jump into that, we're going to take a really quick break um, here from our sponsor, um, which we've been talking about pretty much all episode, but you'll get a direct. <laughs> Is it a new sponsor? Spoil alert. New to you. It's new to you. New <laughs> to you. And if you're a new listener, it's new to you as well. So That's right. There you go. Enjoy a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Mellow Mammals is a family-owned, veteran-led CBD company. You know CBD, but did you know it can help your pets? Matt from West Chicago says, I use the Mellow Mammals Large Dog CBD oil for my 12-year-old St. Bernard. It really seems to help him get relaxed and sleep better. It's also been helping him move around easier and more comfortably. We are Chicagoland's premier CBD pet product brand and can help your fur baby live a healthier and happier life. Learn more and shop with us at MellowMammals.com. Hey, isn't hey. That, that that sponsor just, I mean, oh. gets me every time. Oh, it just, it really does. That commercial just too. does it for me. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I don't know. But before, before we heard a word <laughs> from Mellow Mammals, uh, we were talking briefly. Um, we left off on, I think, uh, COAs. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about uh, the where the hemp came from. Uh, so you want to, you want to find out from the brand where the hemp came right, from right, right. grown here in the United States is great, but where it, right. it'd be nice if they broke that down a little bit further. Um, not many brands out there will actually tell you the farmer's name that grew your hemp. Can we go on, uh, oh, like it's just a sure. tiny rabbit well, it's hole. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. All right. Perfect. I just want to make sure that you're on, <laughs> you're okay with this as well. All right. So. Do you and I, I know I'm because this just jumped in my head. So okay. if you're Let's if you're not do prepared, it. do not do not feel like you need to like jump to. Yeah, we can edit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, where's the majority of like hemp products grown? Like, is there a specific state that like manufactures hemp now more than others? You know, uh, I I think uh, that Colorado okay was one of the first ones. Uh, Kentucky is always one that comes in a as a front runner. Uh, Utah, Oregon, uh, those are some of the states. But but really, there's uh, you know there, there's o the the laws have opened up across the board, and I don't know exactly how many states, uh, but you can pretty much grow hemp. I think in, a, in quite a few states now. I know here in Illinois, that's where our hemp farm is located yeah. in, in Ashton, Illinois. Uh, Mark is an amazing farmer, and uh, you know that's one one of the farms that we work with. Uh, but there, it's kind of grown everywhere, and it and it's uh, you know that that's something I can't really speak too much about because I don't I don't really know that side of it. The okay. farming side of it is really fascinating. I think so. 
and and very complex. I mean, the the soil temperature, the you know region that you're in, and all. It, I mean, can can have a drastic difference right. in in how things are grown. So I think there's some pretty interesting stuff there. But from the consumer standpoint, uh, it, if a brand is willing to tell you, uh, hey, this hemp came from a, a farm in this city, you know, hey, this guy is the one or this woman's the one that did it. Like that just is is a level of honesty that's not really out there very often. Right. And I think it's important. I think it's something that brands should do more of. Uh, so from a consumer standpoint, that that you know where this hemp came from. Yeah, right? absolutely. That that's that's step number one. And how uh, and one step number one is done, and we go, we we now have that product mm-hmm. that, that name. I know we've talked about uh, COAs a, uh, a while, a little bit, a yeah, little bit. A certificate of analysis. There we go. Yeah, a analysis. certificate of analysis. Yes. Yeah. And what does a certificate of analysis or a COA <laughs> do for us as at the consumer level? Uh, well, it confuses you most, sure. mostly, <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I don't think too many people at the consumer level, let, see, this is a pet peeve of mine and this is going to be a little rabbit hole too. Perfect. Um, so, you know, buckle up campers. Here we go. <laughs> um, the COA, everybody says, if you watch any YouTube video, you listen to any other podcast, including this one, we say it all the time too. Look for a COA, look for a COA, look for a COA. Um, just for fun, do that. Go to six or eight or ten different um, websites. You know, search CBD. Uh, a million websites will pop up, and then just go through the first ten that pop up, and one, see if you can find the COA, the certificate of analysis, the lab analysis. Some of them will call it lab analysis. Uh, and then if you can, uh, click on it, mm-hmm. and and see if they'll let you actually get to the actual lab report. Because oh. some of them will, it'll pop up and say, type in your batch number, and then they'll give it to you, right? Which is fine also. Um, but if you can actually get to the COA, look for a couple of things. One, look for the date. What okay. date was that COA done? Because I would bet money that it's over a year old, right? Number two, look and see what product that uh, COA is. Because nine times out of 10, there's just a, a picture of a syringe and some random name that's, that's up there. And then if you go to another product on that company's webpage, you're going to see the exact same picture, the exact same name, the exact same date, the exact same COA. Wow. And it, it's really frustrating, right? Um, because, well, before I get into that, the third thing is what type of COA is it? And yeah, what I mean okay. by that is there's multiple tests that can be done. There's potency tests, there's uh, mycotoxins, there's terpene profile, there's mold and mildew, uh, there's pesticides and uh, heavy metals. So it, it's not just all one panel that covers all well, you, these. You can you do you could do something that's called a, a, a full panel, full panel okay. uh, but it'll be multiple pages. So if there's only one page that pops up, which 98% of the brands out there will do, uh, that's potency. And they do that because that's what the FDA is looking for. They're looking for label accuracy of the product. So you you do a potency test to tell you what's in that product. Am I, mm-hmm. am, am I claiming on the label what's actually in that product? And that's fine. You, you need to do that, right? But that doesn't tell you I'm sorry, I almost had to edit myself. That that, <laughs> that that doesn't tell you anything about the safety 
of that right. product. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like it, we've we've both and we've said it in this episode uh, earlier that uh, hemp is a uh, a soil cleaner. Yeah, a bioaccumulator. Mm-hmm. Well, what's one thing in soils? Heavy metals. Yes. Leads, pesticides. Yes. What can kill you? <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the above. And and look, and there are legal limits of those sure, things. Absolutely. Right? So just because it's on the COA doesn't mean that it's right. a terrible product. I need to put that out there. But ultimately, you want non-detectable levels, right? Right. right. I don't want to be ingesting something that I know has lead in it, right? I mean, so, but if it's not even presented to you, how the, you the consumer, how right. do you know? Right. You know what I mean? Then then you're putting an awful lot of trust in, in the manufacturing process and and all that. And and I know what brands, if, if you're a brand owner and you're listening to this and you're screaming in the radio right now that I test all of my distillates and and i test all of my extracts that's that's fine that's great that that's wonderful that does nothing for the end consumer okay and that's who you're selling the product to so do the full panel testing and i I can tell you the reason why it doesn't happen is because it's it's darn right expensive right it's uh you know about 50 to 75 dollars to do a potency test Mm -hmm. it's about 500 dollars to 1500 dollars to do the full panel test wow you know, depending on what lab you go to. And that's a whole other thing that we can get into on these rabbit holes <laughs> is the standardization uh, across labs. There is none. So one lab, you, another thing you'll see when you go to the, the sites and you, and you look at the COAs is you'll have uh, one lab that did the potency, one lab that does the heavy metal, one lab that does the pesticides. Wow. And they're doing that because of cost, yeah. right? But it's a bad look. It is. Right? From a consumer standpoint, that's a red flag to me. And so anyways, look for a COA there. <laughs> Bingo. All <laughs> right. So nailed it. We <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, we've got the right product now. Yep. Uh, it's got a COA. I, I like what's in it. Mm-hmm. How often am, am, am I giving Charlie a 15 year old cat? Yep. Well, how often am I dosing? Uh, dosing is something, again, that's really uh kind of crazy to figure out and Mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of time this look cbd takes work if you really want to do it correctly right i mean you can just kind of squirt some and be done with it if you want Um, but in order to see whether or not this really works uh, you need to be able to keep track of your dosing and you need to be able to start low Mm -hmm. and go slow right Um, there's all kinds of research out there that is all over the place about dosing right um, some see micro dosing as the way to go. Others say you got to go high dose. Uh, it seems to be condition dependent, you know, like anxiety and that type of thing seem to be on a lower scale versus like, uh, pain, which yeah. can take more. Um, but then again, it, it's also dependent on the metabolism, the metabolic rate of that particular animal or I the gotcha. person. And there's just so many variables, it's really hard. So, so you I, have to take control. And I like this because, like, I've heard, uh, you know, the term loading dose. Mm-hmm. And going low and slow, it makes me feel better, especially when you know, going back to giving it to something or someone that cannot speak for themselves. Yes. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure that I'm looking out for... Am I poisoning? Am I yeah, doing that type yeah, of stuff? Yeah. And I know we've talked about, you know, the the uh, symptoms of, quote, unquote, overdosing mm-hmm. uh, uh, CBDs. Can we go over that real quick? Before yeah, we- yeah. Well, uh, and, and some of this is going to be to the carrier oil um, okay, that, that they're, that's being used in the product. Um, 
like a lot of products, even ours is an MCT oil base, uh, at least right now. Um, and it, too much MCT oil can, can upset the stomach, uh, can lead to uh, diarrhea okay. and, and um, you know, vomiting. Um, so you want to look for that type of thing, loose stool, diarrhea, that kind of thing. Uh, but there's also, like you might notice, the, you know, dry mouth, they're drinking more, you know, they're eating more, that kind of thing. Um, so just any kind of a change that you think isn't normal for your particular cat, you can make a note of it and back off the okay. dose a little bit and see if that goes away or, or not. Um, it's not, there's nothing out there that, that suggests that it's dangerous in the sense that it'll do permanent damage. I mean, if it's a clean product, right? Right. There is a study that shows uh, about it. It'll raise a, a liver enzyme. Uh, but when they took the animals off of that particular uh, dose, it went back down. So it's not doing permanent damage. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it's it's relatively safe to, to administer. That's right. Uh, but with a cat, again, uh, cats, I would, I'm comfortable with 0.3 milligrams per pound, uh, but you might not be. Go with 0.1 milligram. You okay. Know? course it gets kind of hard to do a half a drop right exactly right how do you (laughs) but that goes back to the to the product right Mm -hmm. and the potency of the product and how that product is labeled as brand owners we could do better to make it easier for the consumer to actually dose right we have to put something on the label right right and a lot of brands will just say uh half you know it's under 10 pounds a half a dropper you know over 10 pounds to 25 pounds whatever you know Dunk them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, yeah. we have to put something on there. Right. Uh, but we could do a better job of designing our products where each drop is more conducive to the animal that we're dosing, right? If if a cat should take 0.3 milligrams, if that's what I believe, then my product should reflect that where one drop is roughly 0.3 milligrams, so it's easier for the consumer. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's a different episode. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm liking where we're going because I'm getting a lot of information and I'm making a better decision on how to treat or just I, I obviously, you know, don't I'm not ready for that little man to go yet. So, yeah, no, I, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I want to make him as comfortable as possible. Um, so I, I get honestly my uh, as far as Charlie goes, I think my my questions are answered. But I did. You did bring up uh, something about uh, cancer. Yes. Uh, especially with animals and things mm-hmm. like that uh cbd hemp is there anything that it's harming especially i'm I'm specifically talking for that for for that that's an interesting question because there that is a question scientists are asking right because there there was a research study that was uh a couple years old now and i i I need to do better about referencing these instead of just generally saying they're uh it's out there but but there was a research paper about cbd uh, and I've talked about it a little bit in another episode, in a Petri dish, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, um, I forget the technical term, but basically it tells the cells to commit suicide, right? Okay. It tells the cells to kill themselves, and those are the cells that had cancer. Didn't harm any of the other cells around it. So um, everybody got super excited about that, because why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, talking about cancer. And uh, that was one particular type of cancer, and that was in a very controlled environment. Okay. Right. So the researchers are trying to decide and trying to figure out: is it 
specific to the type of cancer? Are there certain cells that maybe CBD accelerates? Um, they don't really know. And so those are the research projects that are ongoing now. Yeah. Uh, to try to figure all that stuff out. That are 40 years. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. 80, 80 years, 80 Frustration. plus years. Yeah. yeah. Frustration. I mean, just think of where we could be. That's listen to the to I the do. history episode. I'm telling you, and it, I'm still <laughs> I'm still heated over what you what you learned in me. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> see, I know what that means. I'm from Missouri. See, um, you know, and 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 I'm in no way saying that CBD can do anything with cancer. No, I'm no, not no, making no, any no. health claims at no, all on no, any no. of this and, stuff. And, and listen, you, if you guys been with us since jump, we 100 percent. Do not make yeah. any claims that, you know, no, CBD. Just, just saying that uh, the researchers are looking into it. Right. There's there uh, and, and research is it takes time. Right. And they ask they ask a lot of questions. They want to question everything. You got to be able to repeat whatever it is. Absolutely. Whatever you, you say happens, somebody else needs to be able to repeat it and, and prove that it that it does. So, you know, we're a long ways away. But, um, you know, we've our brand well in fact we had a, a cat buttercup um who my my wife had rescued um she was man i don't she was older i don't mm -hmm. know exactly how old when we got her but probably close to 12 or 13 years old and uh, my wife rescued her and uh, she was a wonderful cat uh, but she must have been raised in like a house that was like quiet all the oh, time yeah. <laughs> and then we brought her home to our circus, which if you've listened to episode number five, that's just a small snippet uh, of, of the of the if you've uh, ever seen the Loud House. Have you seen the Loud House on Nickelodeon? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. yes. 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 That could be called the Klein House. The Klein House. Uh, uh, except that there's one boy and all the girls. It's more Reverse. boys and girls. But anyways, yeah. poor Buttercup didn't know what the heck to do. Um <laughs> But was a wonderful cat, and we we had Buttercup for several years, and unfortunately, uh, she passed on. Um, but we, uh, we we were able in the end to give her some CBD oil, and I feel like this is my own personal uh, thing. I feel like it gave us more time. It gave her more time, and not in a selfish way, right? But where she could still maneuver around. Her, she was feeling good. Yeah. Her, her, yeah. uh, kidneys and, and everything were shutting down. Yeah. And, and, uh, so we, I had to give her IVs every day and, oh, wow. and, and all that stuff. And she was under a lot of stress, uh, and knew, she, you know, we, she was going to get stuck and, and, and everything for the IVs. So she didn't want to come around. So yeah. I, I could give her some CBD, uh, wait about 20 minutes or so. And she would let me come around her. So I, I feel like it helped. Now, whether or not it actually did, I don't really know. And I'm starting to tear up here. I'm sorry. But, oh, no worries. Um, but yeah, she uh, she was a really good she was a really good cat. Yeah. Um, and now we have Max, who uh, is uh, crazy, <laughs> and he's he's also white and 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 orange. Okay. Um, and hates anything being on a counter or <laughs> anything. Um, he's certainly that if we're not feeding him a hundred percent of the time, he knocked a picture off of our wall at three o'clock in the morning, straight on my head. Um, so yeah. what'd you do wrong? I didn't feed him. Okay. It was three All in right. the morning. He was hungry. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. See, and our, our like we we are very much a like a regimented house. Like, uh, at if it's six a.m. and they're not fed, it just don't plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this like is it. this is the best part. So like, I'm normally out of the house, um, at the train station by four. Yeah. Okay. So, on Saturdays and Sundays, sure. when I'm not you know doing my yeah. adult thing, yep. Uh, I can't. If I'm still asleep at 6 a.m., it's a problem. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. So I, yeah. I definitely feel. Yeah. Feel Max's pain. Yeah. And see, Max is so different from Buttercup. Yeah. Like, I had a hard. Like, I've always had cats. Yeah. But I've never had one that, that acted like Max. Like, Max takes the definition of a cat and then just, like, takes that 100 <laughs> times over. You know, like any crazy cat video you've seen, he's like, Psh. I can do better hold than that. My, yeah. Hold my milk. Yeah, hold my milk. Hold I my got milk. this. That's right. Yeah, he's, well, he's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, we're going to put this episode to rest. I've got my answers. We got to learn a lot more uh, about how to uh, help our, our four-legged friends and family just feel better if we're going to start a regiment and basically what to do. One, we you know you want to always talk to your uh, veterinarian. Your veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Two, know what you're putting in front of your pet yeah what you're applying to your pet administering however you want to say it no yeah i i saw this one and i'm just gonna bring it out because it's fun for me but um there's a tiktok that i see that she's a lady from florida and the only thing she says a tiktok no okay whatever whatever (laughs) okay old man (laughs) but uh her thing is uh her her tagline is know your facts yeah she says it in a southern accent know your facts yeah so Know your facts. All right. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nick. I'm Garrick. Hey, and uh, Garrick will give you a quick message. Yeah, before I do this, oh. uh, we now have an official uh, website. Oh, yes, yes. I forget. See? And, and we also have an, an email. It only took me three months to figure out how to create an email on on, on Google or Gmail or yeah. whatever it's called. The Google machine. The Google machine. Um. <laughs> And it is cbdmythbusters at gmail.com. It's very uh, easy to remember. Pretty simple. Yeah. If yeah. you found our if you found our episodes, yeah. you can find our Gmail. So email us at, uh, you know, or I could say like like my son, Andrew, call us. Call, yeah, us, call, us. At, call us on our Gmail account. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry. His Andrew. excitement yeah. uh, still, I love, like, <laughs> I hope he keeps yeah. it up. We're going to get him back on. Absolutely. He's, he's good. Uh, so yeah, so uh, email us mm-hmm. cbdmythbusters. Uh, Check at out the website too. Gmail and yeah, cbdmythbusters.com. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, look, contact us. Tell us if we're doing good, bad, whatever. Yeah, what uh, you want to hear? What do you want to hear? Know. Uh, and just we're taking requests. You know, just introduce <laughs> yourself to us, please. Uh, we're we're pretty uh, friendly. I right? think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going back to prison anytime soon, so yeah, I think no, I'm just I don't, kidding. I don't think I am. Either. I'm only serious. Well, <laughs> folks. So anyways, uh, the world has enough bad in it, so be good. Hey, and if uh, you can't be good, be good at <laughs> be it. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time. Thank you for watching, or listening. That or too. What, yeah, thank you. A good night. The statements made during this episode have not been evaluated by the FDA. Any products mentioned during this episode are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thank you for listening.